0: chapter 25, and we will begin reading with verse 1. And I want to read this entire parable tonight. Amen. I want to read the entire parable tonight. Verses 1 through 13. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Praise God. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened Unto ten virgins. I wouldn't say virgins. These are ten virgins. Which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise. And five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps. And took no oil with them. The wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, now, now please understand the wording here as we go through this because if, if you're not careful you'll misunderstand what verse 3 said. They took their lamps and took no oil with them. That sounds like there was no oil in the lamp. That's not the case. And that's explained in verse 4 because the wise took oil in the vessels with the lamps. So there are two different containers here. There was the lamp that burned oil. And then there was the vessel of oil to pour into the lamp to keep the lamp burning. And um, the, the foolish had oil in their lamps. And I'm going to prove that to you in a few moments. They just didn't have any extra. Uh, So, uh, verse 5, While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Whether they were wise or foolish, had no bearing on this situation. They were all asleep, every one of them. Uh, And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so. Lest there not be enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. You've got to get it for yourself. All right, come on. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when wherein the Son of Man cometh. You don't know when he's coming. But you better be ready. You better be ready. I want to preach to you tonight from this simple thought, foolish virgins. Foolish virgins. Amen. Let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to our hearts tonight. Can we do that? Everybody, let's lift our voices to the Lord right now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's lift our voices one more time. Lift our hands. Let's worship God together right now. Amen. Let's, let's worship God. Let's worship God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Foolish virgins. Amen. What, what a story Jesus gave us in Matthew 25. And what strikes me about this parable is that all ten of the main characters are called virgins. I submit to you tonight and I've heard people teach on this parable and explain this parable as though, It represented the church and the world. But I don't believe that. This is not talking about saints and sinners. I don't believe God would ever call a sinner a virgin. He's not dealing with sinners. He's not dealing with those that have defiled themselves with the world. But... He's talking about virgins. He's talking about those that are clean and pure and godly. All ten of them were virgins. As they had awaited the arrival of the bridegroom, I submit to you that every one of them maintained their purity. None of them went to the world.
1: None of them played the harlot. None of them sold themselves out. Are you hearing me? They were all still virgins when the bridegroom came. Their lives were still spotless. There was no blemish on their record. They were all clean
0: and pure and holy. And yet regardless of their virgin status, five of them are called foolish. I want to tell you something. Anybody that God has cleansed,
1: that has pulled you from a world of sin, God has taken you out of the muck and the mire of this old stinking system. God has cleaned up the sin that was in your life. You're a fool to return, amen, to the the puke and the putrid things that this world has got to offer. You're a fool to do it.
0: I feel what I'm preaching tonight. I'm telling you, when
1: God reaches down and pulls you out of sin... And covers you with his blood. And makes you clean.
0: He does something for you spiritually that cannot happen physically. Once
1: once a young lady has sold herself out for the pleasure of a moment. And has given away her virginity. She can never go back and reclaim it. This is a good time to say to you young ladies You make sure that those guys keep their hands off of you I don't care how good looking he is I don't care how smart he is I don't care how smooth his tongue is I'm telling you he needs to keep his hands off of you You keep yourself pure It's all right to preach this way. I'm telling you, we're living in an age. There, there was a time men were embarrassed to preach this. But we better be embarrassed if we don't preach it anymore.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. I remember as a teenager, my pastor's wife telling us she heard a young lady who, who Uh, was talking one day about peer pressure. And she said, when I go to school, she said, my friends have found out I'm still a virgin. She said, they mock me. They make fun of me. They laugh at me. She said, they gathered around me one day and started all of their taunts and all of their, of their laughter and their chides. And she said, I finally just looked them in the eye and said, I want to tell you girls something.
1: Any day that I want to, I can be what you are. But you will never again be what I am. <laughs> Listen, young ladies, God has given you that virtue. You hang on to it with your life.
0: I'm telling you, God can forgive and he does. Thank God that he does. But I'm telling you, you lose that. You don't get it back.
1: And yet, spiritually, God can take people who are thoroughly defiled and by the power of his blood through the glory of the new birth that I taught on Thursday night God can take those who have sold themselves to the world and turn them into spiritual virgins.
0: But if God does that for you and you turn around and sell out to the world again, I'm telling you, you're a fool. I'm telling you, you are a fool i am telling you you are a And yet, and yet in this parable, Jesus didn't call these five virgins fools because they defiled themselves. He didn't call them fools because they went out, back out into the world. He didn't call them fools because they became defiled, amen, with the things of this old world. That's not why he called them foolish.
1: They were not foolish because of anything they did. It was
0: what they did not do that made them foolish. Read verse 3 again, Brother Merriman.
2: They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with took them. Took no
1: oil with them. That's why they were foolish. Foolish. I want to tell you tonight, and this is the crux of my message. It's one thing to stay right, but it's another thing to stay full. These were foolish not because they weren't right. They were foolish because it was time for the bridegroom to come, and they weren't full.
0: Now, understand, the Bible doesn't say they were empty. Let that sink in for a minute. I know the King James James says, uh, read verse 8, Matthew 25, verse 8. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Our lamps are gone out. That's past tense. It's already over with, but... The King James may be one of the very few, very, very few translations that translates this this way. And the fact is that in the original, it is not in the past tense. It is present, active, indicative. What the the Greek actually says is, give
1: us of your oil for our lamps are going out. They're not out yet, but they're about to be. We know we don't have enough to get through this last little leg of the journey. I've still got some. I just don't have enough. I'm not backslid. I haven't gone out into the world. I'm not sold out. I'm not doing things I shouldn't do. I'm just not full like I need to be full. i'm telling you tonight that in the eyes of god it is foolish to not stay full as we approach the midnight hour church i feel this so strong in my spirit i don't know if i can say it like i feel it tonight but i'm telling you the lord's about to come and some of us sit on the pew and we are not full of the Holy Ghost the way we need to be full. It's time to be full of the Holy
0: Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know most of you have heard me say this, but let me just explain again for the sake of those who have not. There is a difference between having been filled and being full. Let me show you this in the scripture. Stay with me for just a moment. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4, read...
2: And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, uh-huh. they were all with one accord in one place. Right. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. Right. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Uh-huh. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Right. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began and to speak. And they
0: with were all what? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled. There's no question they were filled. At that moment they were full. All right. no, no, no. But just because they have been filled doesn't mean they stayed full. That's right. That's right. Come on. When I first opened this bottle tonight, it was filled. Yes, sir. But it's not full. Well, a lot of it's been used up already. It was filled, but it's not full. If you think it's just a play on words, I want to show you just two chapters later the very same people. Chapter 4, verse 31.
2: And when they had prayed, the, when place, they prayed, the place was shaken. The place was shaken where they were assembled. Where they together, were assembled. And they were all filled and
1: with the Holy And they were all Ghost. filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I'm telling you, they'd already been filled in chapter two. But they had to go, there were things going on. There was trouble all around, and the filling in chapter two wasn't gonna keep them today. They had to go back and get filled again. I'm preaching to you, church. We gotta I felt this so strong that there are many among us tonight who are relying and trying to get by on the fact that at one time you were filled and that's all you've got to go on but Paul commands something else Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18
2: and be not drunk with wine be not drunk with wine excess, where is
1: excess but be filled but with the Spirit be filled. Be filled. Be filled. you got to stay full of this. It's not enough to get it one time. It's not enough that you had one little experience. It's not enough that you talked in tongues for a few minutes. I'm telling you church in the day we're living in you better get full and you better stay full of the Holy Ghost.
0: Hallelujah. God. God. Sin. These were virgins. They were living the life. They were doing the right things. You You couldn't put a finger on some error or sin in their life. But they were foolish because the bridegroom was coming. And they didn't stay full of the oil. I'm going to tell you, I am convinced more than ever before that we, we, this, oh hear me, I feel the Holy Ghost right now,
1: this generation is going to see the coming of the Lord. I didn't say that as a prophecy I said I feel it I, there's something in my spirit I, I maybe I don't know the day I don't know the hour nobody does but there's just something inside of me that says we are the ones upon whom the ends of this age are come. I'm telling you the Lord is about to come back I don't know when I've ever felt anything so strong. I don't know when's the last time i felt a message burning as strong as I feel this one. I'm warning this truth. The Lord's about to come back. You can't afford to sit on the pew and not be full of the Holy Ghost.
0: Hallelujah. Now I, as I said in my opening remarks, the Lord, the Lord dropped this in my heart. first part of this past week, nearly a week ago now, the Lord dealt with me about this message. didn't really know all the ramifications of exactly what I'd be preaching. But this morning, this, just this morning, I ran across an article. I don't know why, I don't know why our newspapers, well, I think I do know why, but our newspapers, there are some things they don't like to report. Our news media, there are some things they don't like to report. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe that the overwhelming majority of today's media has an agenda. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They have an agenda, and it's an extreme liberal agenda. Yes, sir. And, and they there are things they don't want to tell us. We'll take it for what it's worth. But I found an article today. In fact, a minister shared it. An article from the uh, London Telegraph newspaper in the United Kingdom in Great Britain and and I don't know how he ran across it today because when I got to reading the article it's actually the byline is April the third of this year so it's actually a few months old already but the article was talking about the meeting of the G20 and and for those of you who don't keep up on politics, the G20 is the group of 20 and and it's it's the 20 nations who are the leading economic uh, powers in the world. the United States, Great Britain, Canada, uh, Argentina there's a whole list. the economic uh, the, the uh, European uh, Union is is one of those members of the 20. And, and, and so there's just 20 economic powers, and they meet for purposes of dealing with world economy. Now, I'm reading to you the title of the article. June, uh, I'm sorry, April the 3rd, 2009, from the, from the Telegraph. It, is, it says, The G20 Moves the World a Step Closer To a global currency, Barack Obama was at that meeting. He's all for it. He's all for it. They. This is what the article said. The article uh, said that the G20 has authorized the release of a synthetic paper currency issued by the International Monetary Fund. Preach on prophecy tonight I'm not going to get into all that But I'm just telling you When the whole world And in fact Just within the last few days China has again Began calling for a one world currency Listen I've heard that As long as I've been in the
1: church That we are going to get to a place There's only going to be one currency Around the world It's setting up for a one world government All of that is going to take place It's all prophesied It's all laid out in the scripture And right now Before our very eyes, it's happening. And we just sit here playing church. I I believe one of the reasons why our media doesn't want us to do it. They don't want the church to wake up. They don't want us to understand. They want us to stay asleep. Well, hallelujah, but I'm preaching to you tonight. Listen, I don't know, I don't know. I've always, I was always taught. And again, I don't want to get into prophecy. God help me tonight, I'll get bogged down. I don't want to get into prophecy. I
0: I was always taught that we would be raptured before uh, the tribulation began.
1: I'm just telling you the facts as I study the scripture. And as I weigh it out, I'm not too sure that's the case.
0: Now, I, I do believe God has not appointed us to wrath. I do believe that the church will not experience the wrath of God. I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. But I
1: think we are fools to think we won't experience the wrath of the world and the wrath of the devil.
0: That's right. Come on. That's right. Come on. In fact, the book of Revelation speaks about a time in which Satan came down having much wrath yeah. because he knew that he had but a short time. That's right. I think as he sees the signs that are happening, he knows what's about. to. He knows God's not going to lie. You hear me? For every time the devil tries to tell you God's not telling the truth, you just hear this, the devil knows better himself. That's right. That's right. He absolutely knows God oh. cannot lie. He knows that every prophecy in that book's gonna happen. And I'm telling you, I don't know what we're gonna face. I've watched as things have unfolded. I warned you before the election, I warned you what was gonna happen before the election. I had a friend of mine that was preaching at a church, and he said after the election, the pastor got up and really told those people, said, I can't believe some of you elected this man. I said, well, you know, I appreciate him saying something, but why didn't he say something before the election? Why didn't he get up and tell them then? I know, I know they tell us as preachers we're not supposed to get political, and I, I did my best to not get political. I just told you, the, of course, I told you I didn't like either one of the candidates. It's a fact. I didn't like either one of them. But, anyhow, be that as it may, I warned you what this man that we've got for president was going to do. I warned you what his agenda was. I told the church plainly
1: where he was wanting to take us. And he's doing exactly what I told you he was going to do. And he's doing it faster than any president in our history has ever. I'm telling you, he's out to destroy this country. That's what he's doing. He's a lying hypocrite what he is. I'll say it. I'm telling you he wants to destroy this country.
0: He does, he's not even qualified to be in office. But he's there. He doesn't care one thing about our constitution. He's trying to destroy it shred by shred. He's playing the greatest shell game that's ever been played. He is. I'll tell you every week he comes out with something else to get everybody stirred up about. And while he's got you stirred up about that, they're over there in Congress passing things that we don't even know about. Big, we're all stirred
1: up over health care and they're passing all kinds of it. They passed this big thing that's going to hike our taxes and destroy our economy. The House just passed that and nobody even watching. In fact, they wouldn't even read the bill. Three o'clock in the morning, dropped 300 pages of amendments on,
0: uh, on the Congress. They ain't even read it. They don't even know what's in it and passed it. I'm telling you, they're destroying our country. Why am I saying all that? I'm saying it, church, because I don't know what we're going to face in the weeks and months ahead.
1: You hear me? This man is the first president to appoint an openly homosexual person to his cabinet. Yeah. He is doing more to promote the homosexual agenda, declaring the month of June as, as gay and lesbian and transsexual month. Yeah. Did you even know he did that? He did.
0: They also, the Department of Homeland Security, came out with a report some time back. If you're opposed to abortion, they need to keep an eye on you because you're a terrorist. They said that that one of the the qualities or characteristics of known terrorists is ex-military men. We got to keep our eye on Brother Merriman. He's ex-military and he's anti-abortion. They're terrorists. The Bible talks about the time would come in which they would call right
1: wrong and wrong right. That's what's happening in this world. And I'm just telling you church, we have sat in a bed of ease for years and it's made the church fat and lazy. But I'm telling you that it's about to change. But we're not going to survive if we're not full of the Holy Ghost.
0: I'm telling you. I'm t- when I say he's playing a shell game with you, I'm telling you he's playing a shell game. He, he is. See, everybody's been all worried about this Soto Sotomayor, this, this, this nominee for the Supreme Court. And you don't even know about some of the other nominees that they're running through Congress right now for other positions on federal courts. There is a judge right now, right now, that they're about to vote on by the name of David Hamilton, who is up for the Seventh Circuit Court
1: of Appeals. This man has ruled that it is illegal to use the name of Jesus in any public prayers. But he also said it's okay to use the name Allah. You don't even know about him. Never heard about him. I'm telling you, he's playing a shell game. He's keeping you looking at one thing while he does something else. To destroy this country. I don't know what's about to happen. I don't, I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm just saying we better get full of the Holy Ghost. We better quit playing around. We better quit taking it easy. We better find us an altar and let God fill us up.
0: First Thessalonians five, verses one to six.
2: But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, for, the
1: night. for when they say peace and safety,
2: then sudden destruction cometh upon them.
0: Destruction comes upon them as travail upon
2: a woman child. Did
0: you hear that? Did you hear that? When they're out saying peace and safety, he didn't say it's going to gradually start destroying. He said it's going to be a sudden destruction that comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child.
2: And they shall not they escape. shall not escape. But ye brethren but, are not in darkness. Listen. But you brethren,
1: but you brethren are not in darkness,
2: that that day should that overtake that you as That day should
1: overtake you. Th- he's coming life. as a thief, but not to us. It shouldn't overtake us like We ought to have our eyes open. We ought to be awake to what's going on. We ought to be aware of what's happening. It shouldn't come as a thief in the night to the church.
0: You're not in the darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief.
2: Ye all ye are all children of light you're children of light and the children of the day the children of the day we are not of the night we're nor not of darkness of the night we're not of darkness therefore let us not sleep so let us not sleep as do others as but, do others but let us watch but and be let sober us watch
0: and be sober. Oh I'm preaching to you tonight, church. If there was ever an hour in which we need to be full of the Holy Ghost, it's right now. If there was ever a time
1: that we better quit trying to be comfortable and start praying until we are full of the Spirit, it's now.
0: Let me just, you say, preacher, how do I know if I'm full? Well, you know, the Bible's our answer. Isn't that what I've tried to teach you for all these years? The Bible gives us the answer to those questions. And, and I, really, with very little commentary, I want to go through these next verses in the book of Acts. And I just want to show you what happens when people are really full of the Holy Ghost. And, and, and this becomes your own spiritual thermometer. Yes, sir. And you ask yourself, is this happening in my life? And if not, then you're not full. I'm just going to let the Bible give you the answer. I'm not saying you've never been filled. Let's let the Bible give us answers tonight. Acts chapter 4, verse 31. I read this a while ago, but let's look at it again.
2: And when they had prayed and the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Uh-huh. And they were all filled. They with were the Holy filled Ghost. with
1: the Holy Ghost. And
2: they spake the word of and God with boldness. And they spake
1: the word of God with Boldness. I'm telling you, when you're ashamed and you're afraid to tell others, the problem is you're not full. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You get full, and you don't care who you talk to. You don't care who you tell. You get full. Amen.
0: Yes, sir. Acts
2: thirteen fifty two. And the disciples were. I tell you filled. what. I tell
0: you what. Let me. Hang on, let's back up. Let me take them in order. I didn't, I didn't realize I had this out of order. I'm sorry. Let's just take them in order. Uh, it, I, I printed them wrong, but, but jump with me here. Follow with me. Let's go to Acts 6 and verse 3.
2: Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy, full Holy, of Ghost, the Holy Ghost and wisdom. And
0: I'll tell you what, there's some people doing some foolish things. They're doing things that are far from wise. When you get full of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost brings to you a degree of wisdom you don't have on your own. You say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what steps to take. Get full. Get full. The Holy Ghost will give you wisdom. Acts 7 verse 55.
2: But he being full of the Holy Ghost Looked up steadfastly the to heaven Holy heaven, Ghost And saw the glory of God And Jesus standing on the right hand of This God. is
0: Stephen They're stoning him They're persecuting him But I'm telling you When he was
1: full of the Holy Ghost He was also full of a right attitude He had a right spirit Even when people were doing him wrong Listen, when you start flying off the handle And you're short tempered I got a good clue You're not full of the Holy Ghost Stephen, they're throwing rocks at him, they're making fun of him. they're taking his life from him, but he's praying for him. Father lay not this sin to their charge. They don't really understand what's going on. I'm telling you that's what somebody full of the Holy Ghost does full full. Acts 11:24.
2: For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost. Full of of the Holy Ghost.
0: And, well, I'm trying to believe. No, you're just not full. You're just not full. I'm telling you, listen to me, church. If you can remember back to the night you first got the Holy Ghost, all these things I'm preaching about were present in you that night. The reason they're not there now is because your vessel's kind of like this one. It was once full, but it's not full tonight. Right. Right. Come on. Come on, We've got one more. Acts 13 and 52.
2: And the disciples were filled with joy filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost.
0: You come in here
1: with a long face. It takes a stick of dynamite to get you off the pew. I know the problem. you're just not full.
0: I'm telling you, you've got to run and roll and scream and jump. But I am telling you, you will not sit there like a dime store Indian. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be full of joy. I know what it is to not be able even physically to respond came through that time immediately after my surgery. I didn't have the strength. I didn't have the ability to get out and run and do things. But I can promise you one thing. I found some way to worship God. And I'm telling you that when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be full of joy. And that joy is going to express itself in the way you look, in the way you act, in the way you worship. Amen. Your joy will be reflected. When
1: you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to be full of joy.
0: all right all right all right we're winding down so let me wind down i want to tell you tonight there are at least two reasons at least 2 there they're really more than that Uh, i've dealt with some of the reasons why god wants us to be full of the holy ghost some is for the preparation of what's coming some is so that we can have for if that spirit be in you that raised christ from the dead it'll quicken your mortal bodies what the book tells us. Amen. And so you got to be full of the Holy Ghost for that day to come and you to be ready for that day. That's, that's, That's a couple reasons why. But there's a couple more reasons why God wants you to be full besides just being ready for tribulation and ready for the rapture. Another reason why God wants you full Matthew 12 verses 44 and 45
2: Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out and when he has come, he findeth it empty. He
0: findeth it what? Empty.
2: Swept uh-huh. and garnished. Uh-huh. Then goeth he and taketh he with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. Uh-huh. And they enter in and dwell there. Uh-huh. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. I want to tell you one reason why God wants you full is
1: because the devil wants you empty. That's right. And you got to ask yourself. Am I closer to full or closer to empty? I'm telling you the devil will throw everything he can in your way to use up your Holy Ghost. Amen. To absolutely wipe it out if he can because he wants that vessel empty. If he can ever get it empty, he can just move right in and bring a bunch of friends with him. But I'm going to stay full. I'm not going to open my house to the devil.
0: The last reason, the last reason why God wants you full. Acts 4, 31, let's read it again. I've read it twice already tonight. Let's read it a third time, three times a charm.
2: And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, and uh-huh. they were assembled together, Uh huh. and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of
0: God with boldness. Now they spake the word of God with boldness and And what happened when they got full of the Holy Ghost and started speaking the word of God with boldness? Chapter 5, verse 28.
2: Saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Now,
0: hang on, hang on, hang on. Blank the screen for a minute, would you? Now, I want you to understand the, the ones that are saying this to them. Did we not straightly command you you should not teach in this name? That's what brought this prayer meeting about. That's right. They had taken them. Right. They had threatened them. Yeah. You don't preach this anymore. Right. And when they were told not to preach it, they went and
1: prayed. Yeah. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. As a result of being threatened not to teach. Alright, put it back up there again. Didn't we straightly command you, you should not teach in this name?
2: And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. And you have filled doctrine. Jerusalem
1: with your doctrine.
2: And intend to bring this man's blood. I want to up.
1: tell you another reason why that God wants us full is because when we get full, his house gets filled. When we get full, we're going to fill this city with the doctrine. We're going to tell everybody around us what's going on. And we're going to see the lost saved. That's why God wants us full, that's why God wants us I don't want to be a foolish virgin, not in the midnight hour God, fill my vessel once again God, here's my heart, fill me up Remove anything that's blocking your presence in my life And fill me up again Oh, let's stand and worship the Lord
0: Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, before we leave this service, there ought to be some people getting filled again.
1: I said there needs to be some people being filled again. These altars are open. Anybody feel the need? Anybody feel like tonight? God, I don't want to be a foolish virgin. I, I'm not living, I'm not out there in the world. I'm not doing things wrong. I, I'm not out there committing sin. But God, I know my vessel's not as full as it needs to be. And I want to fix that problem tonight. I want you to fill me up.
0: Barra Sayala Burrasha Tara Bah. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's just pray one for another. Come on, everybody, we need to
1: get filled tonight. We need to get filled tonight. We need to get filled tonight.